In the early 3rd century BC, Rome and Carthage, the leading powers of the Western Mediterranean, were both city-state republics like most other Western states. The East, by contrast, was dominated by powerful monarchies, Macedon, the Seleucid Empire, Egypt, and for a time, Epirus. The Romans had rid themselves of monarchy more than 200 years before, the Carthaginians even earlier. Both states were governed along similar lines, executive magistrates elected annually, a consultative house of elders, and official assemblies of citizens for electing the magistrates and enacting laws. In practice, both were ruled by small elites that evolved over time. They shared other resemblances. By tradition, Rome was founded in or near 753 by Romulus, a royal descendant of the Trojan exile Aeneas. Carthage, just a few decades earlier, reportedly in 813 by an exiled princess of Phoenician Tyre named Alyssa, Dido to Greeks and Romans. In their early centuries, both had had to cope with sometimes dangerous neighbors, but over time had come to control broad territories beyond their borders through a network of subordinate allies. By 264, many features of Greek culture had permeated not only Roman society and religion, but also Carthage's. And Carthage, not Rome, had the sole non-Greek constitution discussed by Aristotle in his politics. Rome and Carthage had been partners in trade and diplomacy for nearly two and a half centuries, while members of their elites enjoyed reciprocal ties of friendship and hospitality. That they would go to war and fight not once, but three times until one utterly destroyed the other was far from predictable in 264. Rome Rome began as a relatively large city-state on the northern edge of the Latium region, beside a convenient crossing of the river Tiber, and close to important coastal salt flats. Disposing of Rome's original monarchy in 509, her leading men set up a republic dominated by elite aristocrats called the Patricians, and characterized by executive magistrates elected yearly. At first, a main member of the Religious and Military League of Latium cities, Rome over the next century and a half made herself its dominant power, finally bringing all her fellow Latins under total hegemony by 338. Many Latin states were given Roman citizenship while keeping local autonomy, while the rest had to accept subordinating their foreign and military relations to Rome's. Even before 338, the Roman Republic had expanded beyond its early boundaries. Etruscan Veii nearby, once powerful itself, had been annexed in 396. In 343, the rich Campanian city of Capua, with its subordinate towns, had joined the Roman state to avert a more unappealing intimacy with the warlike Samnites inland. The Campanians acquired the unique condition of citizenship without the vote, self-governing but able to migrate freely to Rome while accepting Roman direction in foreign affairs and wars in this much like Rome's autonomous Latin kinsmen. Territorial expansion inevitably and perhaps intentionally brought on a monumental three-war clash with the Samnites down to 283. Despite setbacks, as when her encircled army had to capitulate in Samnium's Caudine Forks Pass in 321, and despite other peoples, Etruscans, Umbrians, and northern Italian Gauls gathering in the 290s to check her, Rome emerged mistress of all peninsular Italy by 270. Her final combat was against the powerful Greek city of Tarentum in the south from 280 to 272. The Tarentines called over the warrior king-errant Pyrrhus of Epirus, who had his own western ambitions. 
only for him to win a series of Pyrrhic victories followed by defeat and departure. In 270, the Romans recovered an allied Greek city, Regium, on the Sicilian Straits, from the mutinous Campanian troops who had appropriated it, and the domination of the peninsula was complete. The ruling elite of Rome also evolved. Early patrician efforts to monopolize, or failing that control, the republic's offices and priesthoods had gradually retreated under pressure from the plebeian majority of citizens.